Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. We are already at the gates of, of the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, and on this seventh day, we would like to look at Our Lady, as we have been doing during this time, these days of the Novena, looking at Our Lady, not just to admire her virtues, but also to learn from her. And we would like to, because that is, that is why God has, has given her to us, so that we may learn what it is to be a follower of Christ. And we see this in what we usually call uh, Mary's motherly intercession. Uh, she is a mother. She is the mother of Jesus. And that is how she is known, at least in the Gospels. When we read the Gospels, we hear the mother of Jesus. And then St. Luke is the one who somehow tells us also the name of Mary and the new name also, full of grace. But she is known as the mother of Jesus. And here we see in this passage of the Gospel of St. John, who is the one who tells us about Mary's motherly intercession in a very special way. At the beginning of the public life of Jesus, we see Mary noticing something essential missing. This is at the wedding of Cana. And you know very well that episode of the miracle of the wedding at Cana. Jesus had been invited and together with his disciples, <clears throat> and we are told that Mary, his mother, was there. And she noticed the wine was running out. In fact, it had run out. And then she goes to Jesus and says to him, they have no wine. Look at just how she, she presents that request to Jesus. They have no wine. That's her way of asking. Very bold, very daring, and at the same time full of trust that he is going to listen to her. They have no wine. But it's the way she, she notices. Nobody else seems to notice. Not even the steward, the person who is in charge of the feast. He's the one who is supposed to take care of everything so that the couple can have a good time, so that the guest can be very well taken care of. He doesn't notice that something essential is missing. But Mary notices. <clears throat> she's there. And, and she's looking at what everybody needs. And this is going to be her role. Uh, she notices our needs and, and she presents them to her son. And this is how she presents them to her son. They have no wine. Now that's 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 very important, and it, it could lead us even to pause even for a while, and even learn from her. Look at her faith. <laughs> this is this is what her cousin Elizabeth praised her for. Blessed is she who believed that all the things she was told by God would come true. At that time, Jesus had not yet been born. John the Baptist had not yet been born. So 
her cousin Elizabeth is speaking from, we are told it was through the Holy Spirit. And so she's sort of making a prophecy. She's, she's speaking about what God wants us to hear. Mary is a woman of faith. She believes what God is going to do, what he has promised he's going to do. And here we see it. They have no wine. And she believes, she knows. It's a faith that is kind of a knowledge. She knows that he cannot turn down her request. So it's, it's, it's that then faith that we also need and we can also we can ask our lady in fact for for that faith to help us to believe the way she believed and that way we will be learning from her and then we see jesus's reaction <laughs> jesus said woman why turn to me my hour has not yet come these these the other translations of this passage that usually speak of Jesus saying, what is it to you and me? Uh, which sounds like more literal, like, what is it to you and me? You, you, you have nothing to do with this. This is, why are you getting involved in this? And precisely shows us why Mary gets involved in, in something that you could say does not concern her, but it does if, if it concerns her children. If it's something that concerns her children, then she has every right to get involved. That's that's her motherly intercession. So like like good mothers, I think we have, we have all seen how mothers are they 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 already take care of us even before we are born. They are already thinking about us and they are already dreaming even of what we will be. So it's easier for them to notice. And here Mary is in that position where she she notices what other people might not notice and that's very moving but then it's it's the way jesus speaks of the hour the hour his hour has not yet come maybe this is something we usually pass over very quickly but jesus speaks of his hour and a number of times he speaks of his hour what is that hour it is the hour of our redemption that's that's what he came for. He will tell us on an occasion that this is why I came, because he's praying. In fact, at the, on that occasion, and he's asking his father, "Should I ask that I do not, you know, face what is coming?" But he said, "But for that I came, for that hour, the hour of our redemption." And we are going to hear that later on on the cross. His hour has come. And there we are going to find Mary also standing there. So the hour, my hour has not yet come. And it seems like this is a language only Jesus and Mary understand. My hour has not yet come. But Mary is ready to bring that hour forward. Our redemption is here. So she is convinced that that is what we need. And that's why she then turns to the servants. So she has already made her request. She knows that he is going to do something. So she's going to bring forward the hour. What, what a prayer, what a request, that, that of Our Lady. I don't know whether you have ever <clears throat> seen that series uh, called The Chosen, which is very beautiful. It's fantastic. They've done one season, uh, eight episodes, and it's fantastic. And there's an episode there on this miracle of Kana. And it's it's just, you could say, the protagonist there is Our Lady. 
say, of course, the protagonist is Jesus Christ, but the protagonist, also the co-protagonist, is the Blessed Virgin Mary. And he comes out very well. I think the whole series is done very well, very respectfully. But he brings out, especially that aspect of Jesus, his disciples, Blessed Virgin Mary, and the people who, who come around in a very human way. Because it's just trying to portray this God of ours, Jesus Christ, who is also man. He is perfect God and perfect man. So he he enjoys the things we enjoy because he's, he's just one like us. He, he loves the things we love because he's human. But he's also God. And this is what comes out then there at the, at the, the wedding of Cana, that Jesus is there with his disciples and they're there having a great time. In fact, they are dancing <laughs> because this is what you would find in any Jewish wedding. You have tables of men and women and then you have at a certain moment the music comes on and you have all these people dancing around their table. And Jesus is having a great time with his disciples and, and his disciples who are... Some of them are already sort of asking themselves many questions. Why did he call me? How did he call the other one? And they're asking each other. They, they see Jesus enjoying himself, having a great time. And then Mary has to make an effort. <laughs> Someone to come look for him, get him out, and talk to him, make this request, which seems to be, you know, and then he's, he's there. He's, he's almost reluctant. to, but, but he also wants to do it. And this is going to be the miracle that, that makes those disciples also believe in him. That's, and that's thanks to Our Lady. She helps us to believe in Jesus. She helps us to follow him. So we, we had better look at her and ask her for help. So then she turns to the servants and tells them, Do whatever he tells you. Now that's 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 Our Lady's command. You can you can say if if there's one thing that Our Lady tells us to do, it is to listen to Jesus. That is why her mission, her role as a mother, as a mother of the Messiah, is just to lead us to Jesus. She doesn't want anything else. She she doesn't have any other side sort of mission or no. Her mission is to take us to Jesus. That's all she wants. And, and this is also what we want. We, this is what we would like as, as Christians. This is what we are called also to be. To be followers of Jesus means that we also lead the others to him. Now, we look at Our Lady and then we see how she does it. But she tells us, listen to him. Do whatever he tells you. And they obey. Then the miracle happens. <laughs> this, is, this is what... But then... After the miracle happens, they, they, they don't even, they're not even told where she is, whether they go looking for her, do they thank her. It's, it's, it's all, they're all lost in, in, in the joy. Of course, we can imagine that they're all elated, they're all overjoyed for what has happened. And even the comment of, of, of the steward is to, to the bridegroom, you know, you should have brought this good wine before. So then she disappears. She goes into the background She's not there to receive the praise or the thanks. Now that's Our Lady. If only then we can learn from her how then to notice other people's needs. This is something that the Pope Francis has reminded us in, in many different ways. 
and in fact he has even wanted like his pontificate to have that backdrop of mercy you know of charity of and and this comes he even uses this term which he has in, in a recent letter he calls it rediscovering tenderness you know, in, the, in that letter that we are all brothers he, he calls it rediscovering tenderness because he sees that as the, the what would you call the main trait characteristic of, of Jesus tender and, and what is this tenderness <laughs> this tenderness is is charity it's a manifestation of charity and it is seen precisely in the way we notice the needs of others it means that we are thinking about them it means that we are praying for them so that tenderness then is being close to people especially people who are very close to us but you know it's not just a physical sort of closeness we can be very close to our people physically but we are not emotionally connected <laughs> just think of the means of transport when we're in a place where you have lots of strangers and you know, we can all be there we can we can all be in one place but we are really not connected so it's not just being together close physically though it also has that characteristic in order for us to manifest our charity in order for us to notice other people's needs we need to be close to them we need to look at them so that's why that tendon is also a look how do we look at people? It's amazing that that's, that's one of the things that we, we, we now have to constantly even learn or relearn. Like how to look. Because we are many times looking at our gadgets, uh, looking at something that is of interest to us. But how do we look at people? Do we look at them in their eyes? Uh, do, do we try to capture especially some of those gestures also? that you if only you had an attentive look if, if you don't have that attentive look you will not notice it it also means you know that the touch uh, we we know this happens especially with i've seen that a lot with sick people i've had the privilege of seeing a number of sick people during these months you know, times when you have people who cannot speak but the touch is so important so it's just touching their hand they want to grasp your hand like in a you know strong way just to tell you that yes they, they they can hear they know what you're saying but they cannot speak or they cannot tell you they cannot express what they have in, in their hearts but they, they but they know we are together you know that's a touch so it's it's that combination then of 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 of, of knowing what other people are going through somehow putting ourselves in their shoes and not just thinking about ourselves. So maybe this is the first thing that comes to our mind. We want to notice the needs of others. It means that we have to come out of ourselves. That's what Our Lady does. She's there, uh, like in that episode of The Chosen. She's there. She's talking to the mother of, of the, the bridegroom. And, 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 and she's there, they're there, they're talking. In fact, she's been there the whole day before Jesus arrives, before all the guests arrive. <clears throat> and so she's there. She, she's already encouraging and trying to calm the, the mother of the bridegroom because you can imagine they get very nervous and they don't know what is going to happen, whether everybody's going to be happy. And so she's there just trying to give her that peace. 
And that then she notices many details and, and things that are happening and she's just there encouraging her. So we, we have to come out of ourselves and not just think about our own things. That's Christian charity. <laughs> That's affection for other people. Not just thinking about our own things, thinking about people, uh, then praying for them, asking God on their behalf. That's what Mary does. What does this person really need? So beginning with people who are very close to us, let's not forget that that tenderness, that closeness is, is especially with people who are very close to us, our family members, how we look at them, how we take care of them, how we go out of our way without expecting sort of extraordinary situations or maybe we dream times of, of carrying out some heroic stunts. No, they're usually small acts of charity, but many. And, and throughout the day, we, we find many opportunities of, of, of serving the others, especially those who are close to us. At times we think that we actually know them, we, we, we are usually surprised, actually, when we, when, when we get to know more about people who are close to us. You know, family members, we can get to know them more if we get more interested in what they are doing, in the things they are up to, then we are coming out of ourselves and not just focusing on our own things. Then when we get to know them more, we can help them better. Small acts, times nothing great. Um, maybe one day we will do something heroic for them, but at the moment we, we just have to do small things for them. That's, that's the example of Our Lady, and that's how she will spend, I could say, most of her life, in fact, doing, just doing what any other woman, any other housewife would be doing. But that way she was serving uh, Joseph, she was serving Jesus, she was serving the people around her, and, and, and that way she was also carrying out the great mission that God had given her, that of being not just the mother of the Redeemer, but also being the mother of the redeemed. So let us learn from her. Let us ask her. Let us go to her many times and, and ask her to teach us to spirit, that spirit of service, that being always attentive, like having our eyes and ears open uh, to the needs of the people around us so that no one close to us would feel or would suffer uh, instead of that coldness, that that many people go through. You know, this is this is the hard reality that you find people who maybe they live in isolation. Or at times they, they live together with many other people, but they somehow feel isolated, the coldness or indifference. Or at times there's even violence. We have, we have seen that in how this pandemic has exposed uh, you know, some families or people who are supposed to be loving and caring for each other and then they turn against each other. We, no one around us should suffer that indifference, coldness, lack of attention, just because we were you know, too focused on our own thing. So Our Lady will teach us then to be attentive to the needs of the others. And we can ask her, especially in these days, as we are intensifying our preparation for the Immaculate Conception, that we may also grow precisely in our faith, in our hope, especially in our charity, in, in, in showing that uh, 
tenderness to the people around us. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into practice. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.